Hello! Welcome to Not the Mama with Auntie Julia. I am your host, Auntie Julia, and today we have a special crossover episode from the Bad Romance Podcast with comedians and writers and podcast hosts, of course, Bronwyn Isaacs and Jordan Searles. Hi! Hi! You got it. Welcome. You got it. It's fine. Listeners know I'm terrible. Uh, Anyway, so today we're doing a special um, film critic. What's the what is it? Criterion? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's what we are doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah, special um, film critic review of Obvious Child, which. Do we want to say any, if you guys want to give the overview of the movie? I mean, it's uh, Gillian Robespierre is the director. I probably said her name wrong. Um, Jenny Slate is, you know, the protagonist. It's a, it's a romantic comedy about abortion. Yes. Came out in 2014. And I think we all said we had seen it in the theaters, right? Oh, yeah. well, I, I watched it at home and I okay. cried at home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, we all cried in the respective locations yes. that we're in. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's okay. I think you'll still get something out of the chat and hopefully you'll want to watch it. But if you have seen it, then you kind of know that it was sort of the first and hopefully not last of its kind movie to come out where abortion was directly talked about in not like a tragic way, but yeah. in like a choice. You know, we're exactly. always talking about choice, pro-choice, yeah. anti-choice. You know, this is like a movie that just illustrated it. And it's, you know? it's casual, it's lighthearted, it's not really... Like it is, it is a choice and it's an experience that she has, but so many movies that have abortion are either a journey towards a woman not having an abortion or a woman having an abortion and like having some sort of moralist tale of, like, trauma and, like, it's like she's getting punished or something. Yeah, whereas here, it's like, this is something that I need to do. It's kind of, it's kind of uncomfortable, but you gotta do it. Like, it's very, yeah. It's normal. (laughs) And, I mean, we can get into, like, all the different steps, but I also think it is kind of revolutionary in that it shows you through the whole process of the abortion itself. Oh, yeah. So, like, the first... Finding out you're pregnant, of course, but then also going to the clinic, hearing again that you're pregnant, having to make the abortion decision, set up the appointment, wait for the appointment to come, and then they actually take you into the room where it's happening, and all of that is sort of laid out in a way that I think kind of lifts the veil over that process if you've never had to do it before. Definitely. At least for yeah. me, it was, Definitely. like, helpful to understand more. Like, like, there, like in that sense, it is educational. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and there's a conversation where she asks her friend who's had an abortion, like, yeah. does it hurt? What's the, what was the experience for you? And it's very, again, it's, like, very casual. Like, it's intimate, but it's also, like, it, like, so many movies, again, like, would not show that because it's, like, right. this big, scary, you know. Yeah. Or, like, uh, they get to the point. So, like, so before political. we decided on Obvious Child, we are kind of running through choices that could be potentials. Or, I mean, I think, like, Obvious Child was the one that was... Obvious. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we were even trying to think of, like, what other options there could be. And when you think about these other movies that have touched on abortion... Either it's, like, a tragedy or a political statement of some type, like, with, um, what is it? Have you seen Citizen Ruth? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah, that's, like, a whole... That's like another one that we should talk about? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's, like, a whole thing where it's, like, it's, like, Laura Dern, and she's pregnant, and and she's poor, and so she basically becomes a symbol where, like pro-choice people are like trying to protect her and trying oh. to be like you you have a choice like you can you can have the abortion and then anti-choice people are like trying to really get her to make a decision and yeah. the, the anti-choice people like take her into their home and it's just like you know we're just gonna bring you into the veil of the lord yeah. and like try to like help you and it's just this whole thing where all these people are telling this poor woman what to do and this woman she's also like an addict so she's like she wants money and she wants drugs, and she just, she, and she wants to be, like, left alone. And so it's just, like, all these people, like, pulling her in these different directions. And it's, yeah. it's great. It has, like, a wonderful, one of my favorite endings of a movie ever. Because it's just, like, everyone's fighting over her. 
and she just ends up getting to make her own decision and I think her decision is great. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I, I <laughs> that makes that. it yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, that's just I mean, this will kind of probably take us off in a million different directions. But <laughs> when you were talking about them taking her into the Lord, yeah, I, this just hit my brain. I don't think I know any non-Christian, non-like evangelical or Catholic or any just Christian or non-Christian based pro-life groups. Yeah, yeah. Are there any? I think, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, I'm. I feel like there have to be, but I, I think most of it is religious. Maybe you I'll know? Google it. Right yeah, now. Google it right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I always make these big declarative statements, and I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, no. But, but like, I mean, like, really, yeah. I mean, the big ones are, and and the rhetoric is very much about. I mean, there's a lot, especially with the Christian groups. Like, yeah, it it's is, very. It's about the Lord. It's about God's will. It's about. Um, yeah, and the way that it's set up in Citizen Ruth is that, like, the people that are trying to, like, get her to have the baby are very, very Christian, and the people that are trying to, like, help her, like, get the abortion are, like, like, very leftist, like, very granola-y, like, a lot of them are lesbians or, like, gay, she just, like, so there's, like, the straight, like, really, really, and then they're just, like, the gays. It's it's very much a culture war. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, a, she's being used as a pawn, in a sense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay, so Google has, there's a secular pro-life organization, um, and, which I guess is, it, still, see, it's, Still does uh, cite um, faith-driven communities in it, but they say that um, their case against abortion is respect for human rights. So I guess I bet they're all like former evangelicals or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like oh, it's like it's research. like oh, we don't believe in God anymore, but we're still on this. Though. We're still more moral. Um, yeah, uh, I, so much that there. is so, that is so, so interesting. I'm going to have to look into that some more because, well, what I liked about Obvious Child too, though, is that there weren't any anti-choicers in it. Yeah. She didn't yeah. have any, this is the thing, and this is where this movie stands out, I think, too, because like with Juno, yeah, the finger, I mean, I'm never going to forget the fingernail scene. You yeah. Know, that was very powerful imagery. Right. And you know, for that being such a progressive movie, I, you She's know, still giving birth. Yeah, it, it, like, she, cho- I mean, she has... She's still pretty like, much forced to have a baby. Uh, yeah, exactly, as a child herself. Yeah. yeah, she's so young. Yeah. She's so, yeah, and, like, yeah. And I know it, it is, it, Juno's fine, I don't have a problem with Juno, it's fine, because if you believe in choice, then you believe in a person's right to choose either way. Yeah, totally, totally. But what I like about Obvious Child is it's just, like, Abortion, please. It's like, like abortion is normal. Yeah, like, it's not something that... I mean, she's nervous about it because yeah. it's a physical medical procedure. Yeah. yeah. But... Like, I was nervous day, when I got my wisdom teeth out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm nervous <laughs> you know? anytime I go like, to a doctor. Yeah. I'm always like, what are they going to find? Or I'm nervous for during, sure. like, a pap. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm just oh, like... I yeah, it. I hate being swabbed. I hate yeah. it. So, I mean, I really like that aspect of it because we didn't have to sit through, like... Oh, uh, just like debate, yeah, or like, yeah. Like, there were, like we didn't have to watch her get like traumatized by somebody who wanted to shame her. Oh my god, yeah, there were no like protesters outside no or anything. Photos, no. like Photoshop photos of mutilated fetuses, right? You know, so like, great. That. Yeah, it's just like very much like, oh, okay, well, this is the decision I'll make. Like this is already like this is already enough. Like we don't need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like yeah. it's already you know, and I think that. Yeah, we just don't have enough, like, because even, like, Girls, did you guys ever watch Girls? I've seen every episode of Girls. So, the episode where Jessa thinks she's pregnant and has to go, and they're all waiting for her, and then she gets her period and drinks milk. Yes. Um, (laughs) Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Not not the point, I realize. (laughs) But it is, it's just so frustrating, because it was like, just. Right in the abortion, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't, yeah. why wouldn't Jessa get an abortion? Like, out of all of them. I mean, why wouldn't Hannah get an abortion? Oh, The ending right. of Girls, I, I want to drop kick off. I really don't like the ending of Girls, but I think oh, part of it... No, 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 it's fine. I've seen the first I two think, seasons. Oh, well, it, so, it ends I know with, the characters, 
but like I don't. she um at the end Hannah gets pregnant by Riz Ahmed and Riz Ahmed does not want to be in the child's life so she He's raises like a surfer yeah like a surfer of like she she <laughs> basically gets sent to like a surfing thing as like a to do a story like to write a piece and then she like hooks up with him there and then yeah. then she gets pregnant and he's just like yeah I just I can't and then he and so she decides that she is going to be a mother like she makes the decision to be a mother and there's also a whole thing where like Adam tries to come back and he's just like I want to be this child's father and like a whole oh, fucking man. thing but in the end she's alone with this baby in an episode that I really don't like no I hate it and cause also <laughs> like with um who the father is, they shoehorn shoehorn in a brown character to the show. Also, right? that it's also just... that baby is black. Yeah. And it was so distracting because you had a child, you you made and she and like the thing about Lena Dunham too is that she made a whole thing where it's like, oh yeah, I chased down Riz Ahmed. I wanted Riz Ahmed to be on the show. It's like, okay, but you couldn't find a brown baby. Yeah. You had to get a baby who's very obviously black. Yeah. So it's like, whose baby is this? The whole episode I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 man, I remember a few words, like, actually, it wasn't Riz Ahmed. Like, if it wasn't Riz Ahmed, if we right. found out that at the end it was, like, that Donald Glover character from oh, season God. two, oh, it would have made way more... Yes, it would have oh. made way more sense that if Sandy was the dad. That also would have made a lot of sense dad. for raising the baby alone and having it. Oh, yeah, because, like, oh, my God, just, like, oh, I just hooked up with Riz Ahmed. It's such a weird plot, but it's also, like... I, I really hate it, and I think it's a really terrible way to end the show, because it's basically just being, like, the only way that she can grow up is motherhood, yeah. and I think that that's so much of, like, a plot that that's the only way that women grow up, especially yeah. wom- woman characters who are seen as, like, written to be selfish, Yeah. then it's like, okay, baby, like, baby boom. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, oh, she's selfish. But, well, I, I mean, to me, like, the subtext is that'll put it in her place. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. really what it feels like. Well, yeah. Because then she moves out She'll of the be city, tired. she gets a teaching she job. She won't be as ambitious, she won't be as loud and yeah. opinionated because she'll be so exhausted by this the, child. The like, only thing that, like, gives me pause, the reason why I didn't, like, write, like, an angry essay yeah. about the last <laughs> episode of Girls was that I know that Lena Dunham cannot have children, and so yeah. I don't know if she ended the show with her character having a child because of that, because she knows that she can't. Well, That's interesting. I, I didn't know heard... that about her. Yeah, she had um, endometrium. Oh. Yeah, she had to get her uterus removed recently. Yeah. So she, oh, she, she got the thing. surgery. Okay. Yeah, she got and the surgery this year. Yeah. yeah, And I know this is horrible because I don't want to take the accomplishment of the show from her, but I have a feeling that Judd Apatow's influence on the end of Girls was more prominent than the beginning of the show. Because that's his whole shtick, like adulthood and completeness and being oh, his yeah. parenthood. Yeah, yeah, that's so know, much. Up, that is like, such a that is, is such 40, a theme in his work. Like, yeah, <sighs> this is forty. Is oh yeah, we did an episode on this is forty. Yes, and I, we did. I was very angry during most of it. <laughs> oh, we I both were. We'll, uh, I hate that you movie. Can leak it. <laughs> Yeah, we we talked I about it. I actually haven't seen it, but it's just the last it, one. That it's I so long. It is, it is not so... worth watching. Like the only thing is, is that like you're watching Paul and you're Rudd just like screaming in a pixie shirt. You it's know? Like, like yeah, and it's the whole time you're just like, I wish everybody was nicer to Megan Fox. Like, what did yeah. Megan Fox do to anyone? Yeah, <laughs> what a nice lady. I know. I think we talked about <laughs> Megan Fox for like 15 minutes. We did <laughs> because she's so like, oh my god, and she's like a and she's like a cool mom. Sometimes I look at her Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I no love, shame. She's we're, great. We're all yeah. following I love, different people. Yeah, oh, I for sure. I follow all of the Love Island people. For <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. They're all just posting their butts, and I'm like, I gotta see You're it. like, hey, that's a great butt. Like, <laughs> I support that butt. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, the I love, like, so many plots are just like, you know, you have, to, a woman has to have a child so that she'll be less selfish yeah. and she'll grow up. And this idea that this woman, like, she does not have a lot of money, mm-hmm. which I'm still confused about in, yeah, in an obvious child. The finance situation is very weird, but, like, she doesn't, she's clearly not ready to have a child. Yeah. And it's like, I can't imagine what kind of person I'd be if I was just like, yeah, let's let's let her have a baby. Yeah. With a person she doesn't know, like, that just sounds so depressing. Well, what yeah, I like, like is, it's like <laughs> absolutely. the opposite story arc, where in obvious child, growing up is choosing not to have the baby. Exactly. And realizing and that's, yeah, that that's like, not in the picture right now. And I like, Maybe. The so like one of the best scenes in the movie is she does us because she's a stand. So I guess like to back it up, the whole yeah. Like, 
So Jenny Slate's character, Donna, is a stand-up comedian who works for a struggling independent bookstore in the city, and the bookstore ends up having to close because rent is too high, and so she's out of a job, and then we see her perform at this gross, weird, it's like a club, I guess, but it's like an all like Yeah, it feels like it's just like a bar night. that has comedy every <laughs> night. Like, I guess it's like the creek in the cave of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't really make any money there, so it's not like a job or anything, but she's performing, and at the time she has this boyfriend, and then immediately after her set, he dumps her in the bathroom because he's been cheating on her with her friend. Who we yeah. never meet. Yeah, we never meet the friend. It's yeah. It's interesting. If we just know that they were friends, and then obviously now they're not. Yeah. <laughs> That's like all we know. And then from there, she kind of has, she's like chugging wine. She has like a little mini breakdown. Yeah, we have and, a montage of her leaving yes. voice, angry voicemails, like the very classic breakup move. Wanting to do, and then she has a bomb set that's horrible. Oh, yeah. And Total meltdown. I loved, she's just, Jenny Slate, <laughs> her, she's just funny. I know yeah. it's like cutesy or whatever, like, but it's fun. But it's funny because, like, you, you know that's who she is. Too. Yeah. You know, she seems like, like a, she's not she trying like to be charming. She just kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. She's, and she's also. That's a white like, woman that I really like. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's just kind of like cool, but a mess, but it's not. It's not like put. A, it's not an act. Yeah, I guess, exactly. Is what I'm trying to say. It's not like where you see it in like these other male written yes. women like that. Like yes, like, in it, other movies she's in, she tends to have the same kind of thing too. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't feel tropey because it feels authentic. Because yeah. I think it is. Like I, I feel like she, I know that she had a lot of power in her character, yeah. like in saying how her character would be written, and it is written by a woman too. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, like Manic Pixie Dream Girl kind right. of thing. It's like, it's just, this oh, she's life. just like a funny, weird girl, yeah. woman. Yeah, which, right. woman. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and she had, I mean, her life is kind of in shambles, but she's living her dreams, doing her truth, and then she yeah. has this dopey boyfriend that breaks up with her. So then she ends up having a one-night stand with this kind of dorky... Played by Jake Lacey, who yeah. very much has, who is also on Girls, playing a not nice character. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's on Girls. Yeah, he's on Girls. Yeah, he starts office. out really nice on Girls, and then near the end, he's like this really, like, patriarchal douche, yeah. and you're like, where did this come from? Jake Lacey has such a resting <laughs> cute face. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, he's well, very he, cute on The Office. He also is, like, one of those people who I don't look at and think, like, you're attractive yeah. until I start... Until I'm all of a sudden like, oh, you're attractive. That's why I like him as the love interest, because I feel like Jenny Slate's character also, like, she's normally attracted to someone who's going to be at the same dive bars, and he kind of dresses like he, like, you know, he, he, he has more of a kind of preppy or, like, like... He, he goes to business school, right. you know, and he yeah. wears, like, button-downs, and she's used to doing stand-ups, like, at a dive yeah. bar. So they have slightly different um, kind of, like, purviews of their lives, and so, like, she's kind of like, you're dorky and, like, yeah. nice. And, yeah. And he's like, wow, you're weird, and you say what you feel. Yeah. And again, yeah, that could be, like, the worst humor. in a movie that was yeah. written badly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, but, cute and fun, and yeah. so they have this one-night stand, and then she leaves early in the morning, never to see him again. Yeah. Um, and then that's when she realizes that she's pregnant, like, a couple scenes later, right? Like, they're in the chamber. Yeah, room. it's, like, she a couple weeks later, and, like, her... Oh, yeah, Gabby her, Hoffman, Oh, yeah, Gabby Hoffman. Love Gabby her. Gabby Hoffman's her friend, and, was, like... Also on Girls. Yes, yes! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Girls crossover. <laughs> it's funny. Slate ever I don't know. Is she like a mean bitchy character? She plays the best like mean bitchy character. Yeah, characters. she is great at that. I think she might have so been funny. in like one episode yeah, of Girls. Yeah, I'm trying to think if she was or wasn't, but um, yeah, so anyway, so like then it takes us through this process of her like kind of dealing with this and like you also get to see her with her parents who are divorced yeah. and the dad is like this artistic he, like, Puppeteer. wrote a TV show, and he makes puppets. <laughs> it's, like, Mr. Rogers, what but, like, not. <laughs> yeah, they have this, like, cute, funny, you know, relationship. Then it cuts to her and her mom, and her mom is, like, this, I her guess. Her mom's awesome. Yeah, genius. But it's so funny because 
you could just uh, like I liked how they did it where the parents were never together in a scene, but you yeah. could imagine their relationship. Oh, for sure. They like you could, you understood why they were divorced. Yeah. but You also understood how they, how got, they together. got together. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of she, she's got these like two worlds going on. Oh, is it not charging anymore? Sorry, let me plug it in. Yeah, it got plugged out. Somehow. Yeah, she's like going in I and know, out from I her parents that. and. And, like, they're both, I mean, her relationship with her parents is so wholesome in this movie. Like, she's oh my God, yeah. so both sweet. of them. And, like... Well, have you seen, um... God, I can't say the director's name. What, say You say it, Bronwyn. Oh, Gillian Robespierre. Have you seen her other movie with Jenny Slate, Landline? Oh, it's yes. Good. Yeah, it's she's yeah. also very close yeah. to her parents in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny with that because that makes me wonder if that's, like... Uh, like Gillian's writing, or if that's Jenny Slate wanting, I don't like if that's some combination <laughs> of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, because I mean, yeah. like, it does very much feel like Jenny Slate. Yeah, yeah. Who she is. Well, and so then once she knows that she's pregnant, it, she kind of goes through this process of having to like deal with that decision. Not that she's like thinking through if she's going to do an abortion or not, but she thinks about if she's going to tell the guy Max or not. yeah. So I'm gonna play the clip because I this. It's always nice to have other sounds. Oh, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so. I can't believe you walked into the store. That's a sign. And that would be a sign saying like that I'm the president of Ox and that he and I should go and start our beautiful life together. You know, I'm not a straight guy. Oh what? <sighs> but my guess is that most of them would hate that gift. What? You're saying that <laughs> a guy doesn't want a drunk pregnant girl in a box? Uh, if you're a serial killer. Maybe you want to tell him. No, why? Why? You don't owe him anything. You don't even know this guy. Maybe he just deserves to know that, like, this happened. That I'm not a psycho and I'm going to get an abortion. You know, if I got someone pregnant, I would want to know. If you got someone pregnant, I would also want to know. Probably every newspaper would want to know, because all of a sudden some dude's mouth would be pregnant. Oh, my God. <laughs> I believe he walked oh, into oops. the store. Oh, so cut, the scene cut off to Gabby Hoffman's character going on a rant about how, like, which is all my feelings and thoughts. Like, yeah, why yeah, would yeah. you tell him? And at this point in the movie... She doesn't know, she hasn't seen him again outside of just him walking into the bookstore. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's where it's like, okay, because he is a stranger, it was one night stand. Yeah. If he hadn't walked into the bookstore, then I wonder if they would have even had this conversation, because in my opinion then, it's like, no, of course Like, yeah, you're not going to track him down and then tell him, because you're not actually asking, you're not asking him to be part of the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... So Gabby Hoffman's character kind of goes off about how we're in a patriarchal society and it's her body and why it me give, yeah like yeah I was like <laughs> yeah. I'm like yes yeah that is exactly she's what like I'm you already to. have to deal with this like why are you worrying about his feelings like are right. you serious like you don't know him like and that is I mean I get it because well I I do and I don't and I think this is kind of where it boils down to how you personally view abortion and what your morality states about it for yeah. you and your worldview yeah because to me why it is just her body you know right. it's not there isn't this baby there it's a potential for a baby because right. she's only like three weeks pregnant when she finds out yeah and so this whole, this whole like, oh, maybe he deserves to know because it's his child too, or this or that. Right. It's not his child at all. It's not a child, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know? And so that's why it's just so maddening to think through, like, I mean. And, and I mean, when you think about how many times women have partners who pretend they want to have the kid with them and then they just leave. Yeah. And the woman wouldn't have had the kid otherwise. And then they're left alone with this kid to raise this kid and they never get financial help. They never get emotional help. So, like, it makes complete sense that after a one night, like, yeah. Yeah, it's... You know, like, even if she was much further along, you know, like, even if, like, scientifically it was closer to a child, it's still, still, you know? And I think, like, that's my thing, too. It's like, God... How often do yeah. men leave women and children? You know, yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. I have lots of friends that have had that happen too. You know, yeah. and you know, I'm not saying that every man does that, but it's a thing that happens frequently. Yeah, we don't. 
we don't spend half as much time talking about that as we have to talk about an abortion and absolutely and not even if you agree or disagree with abortion but whether or not the woman should tell the man and how much say the man has and whether the man should force you to have the child like whether they should which they have been with laws for a long time but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, yeah. and or I lack think of access. even new yeah. explicit laws, like, it, I think it was, like, Louisiana or something like that, they're, again, talking out of my ass, I'll Google it later, <laughs> there is a, there's a state down south that's um, trying to pass legislation that um, the man is allowed to say no to an abortion, and he has to have equal say or even, like, sign off on it. Like, they're trying to get something like that so that the woman has to be given permission by this man who she got impregnated by. Which, there's so many instances of, like, abusive situations, yeah. like, that I see that being particularly used for. Yeah. Because the man who's going to force a woman to have a kid that she doesn't want to have is not a man who is going to be a good partner no. or a good parent. Yeah. Or, you know, like... I, like, even just, if even if a woman and a man were, like, they were married, they were in it for the long haul, they love each other, if she really doesn't want to have that kid, and he was not a shitbag, he wouldn't make her. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. I did I, read a meme on, I think it was Twitter, that was actually pretty great, because this it was the man writing in, um, I guess he had knocked up, I don't think it was, like, his girlfriend or anything, like, he got a woman pregnant. Yeah. She wanted to have an abortion, and he basically, he was like, please don't have it. Like, don't have the abortion. I want this baby. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so she was like, all right, I'll have the baby, but I'm not taking parental rights. I'm not going to help you financially. I'm not doing anything for the kid. I don't want this child, and that's my decision, but I will have it because you want it. Like, she decided. So she had the baby. So now he's struggling because she's doing exactly what she said. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, welcome, dude. I don't, you know. (laughs) At least she told you. Yeah, she told you and she had the kid that you wanted to have. Yeah. It's now your responsibility to raise. And like, Yeah. yeah, of course I feel for that kid on a certain level, but then at the same time it's like, Maybe not because she's acknowledging that she doesn't want to have. Any I mean, children either. shouldn't be like, bargaining. Right? Like, yeah. Like, I feel for the kid, but I don't feel for the man. No. <laughs> right? Not at all. Yeah. Not. No. 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 And not she. At all. Yeah. That's so. Oh, it's so wild. But yeah. It's just like we have all of these conversations you know, about hypotheticals, right? And, and not about the always, real shit. No, that are always considering the man and like. Yeah. We've just. Oh, it's like a settled case that you know, a woman's duty is to have the child no matter what. And yeah. Because our bodies were yeah. made for it. Yeah. Well, but- it's a miracle and we have to do that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I, my, my sisters have kids and I love that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, you, you know, you, uh, Auntie Julia, yeah, you know, it's exactly. like, I appreciate the miracle. That doesn't mean I have to do the miracle. Right. And, you know, it's like the a, miracle. If I created a thing that looks I, like me and I'd have to stare at it, I feel like it would scare the shit out of me. Just, <laughs> it, just oh hilarious. my God, that's a little me. God damn. <laughs> that's yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is a wild thing. Like, just. I mean, I, well, because this comes up on my podcast all the time, having, like, even just having to think about this stuff, like, having yeah. to think about if I want to be a mother or not, and what that means for who I am, either choice I make, yeah, um, and men are not doing that. No. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Nope. I mean, they, well, and this, uh, so that's the other thing about Obvious Child, so... Um, as the movie goes along, she tries to find ways to tell him in different scenes, but something always comes up that makes her, and we, the three of us, were screaming the whole movie, like, just tell him! Yeah, we're yeah, just like, like come on! Like, so much tension, yeah. of course, that makes it the movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But if this yeah. my life, Classic movie moves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but... Um, in one particular scene, she says, I have to tell you something when they're at a restaurant, and then she can't say it, so she goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And she comes back from the bathroom, and he's been watching this older couple be cute. Oh, my God. And he says, this isn't a line, but I want, I can't wait to be a a grandpa. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I can't tell you I'm aborting this piece. Yeah, like, she's like, great, well, this is the exact worst time for oh me to tell you this yeah. piece that's, like, 
Yeah. Yeah, and so obviously, like, I mean, Obvious Child still does maintain the rom-com trope to a certain degree where, you know, at the end, even though the abortion is had, there's still the potential for love, Children happiness, and family. Like, the yes. whole complete picture, it's still probably, even though Jenny Slate's character, I think it's notable that... She never says, yeah, I really want to be a mom. Yeah, he she says, doesn't. He, he says, I want to be a dad and a grandpa. And then she just kind of shakes her head and goes, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I thought, you know, so I guess I can't take too much away from it for that, but... Oh, yeah. And as... I really like this movie as yeah. a rom-com, by the way. Just, like, it's so... It's so subtle and, like, very calm. And there's not, like, a lot of hijinks. No. Yes. It's, there's like, no actual... high-speed chase on a motorcycle. Yeah, there's no, like... Yeah, <laughs> nobody's disguising their identities for, like, a piece for a magazine, yeah. you know, or anything. It's, like... And it really does feel like the actual way people connect and flirt. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's yeah. teasing. There's, like, little awkward moments. But then there's just, like... It's very... Like, they're they're chemistry feels real yeah and i oh and um it reminded me um a little have you two watched the second season of big mouth yet no. yes oh the groove is in the heart yes. <laughs> yes yes um there's like a whole um bit in um uh, there's an episode called the Planned Parenthood episode, which okay. is a very good episode. I wrote about it in, in Bitch Media, um, <laughs> where we find out, like, kind of the story of um, a character, Andrew's mom, and you find out that she was, like, at this dance club and hooked up with a guy and got pregnant, and she finds out that she's pregnant. She gets the abortion, and she's, like, alone, and then she, she, fi- she like, meets Andrew's dad, like, driving home from the abortion, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I think it's like they like they like knock each other's cars like it's like a fender bender or something. Yeah, they have a fender bender meet cute. Oh and yeah. it's like so because it's yeah. like because like that's how your parents met. Your parents met like after an abortion and I just love that so yeah. much. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I like about Obvious Child too, because even if it's relatable and the chemistry feels real. There is that little bit of magic sprinkle in it. Like, yeah. Because it's a one night stand that turns out to be love, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's like the dream of a one night stand. For sure. <laughs> you know, but it never really goes that way, obviously. Yeah. So it's just kind He's of sweet. A very and fun. nice guy to have a one night stand with. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very respectful, very. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it is really, I like that she just knows, like, even, like, when she's talking to the doctor at Planned Parenthood who's like, yes, you're pregnant. Um, and Jenny Slate's like, okay. And she's like, do you know what you want to do? And Jenny Slate's like, I would like an abortion, please. Yeah. And then she's like, sorry, that was a little casual. And the doctor's like, very cool. And just like, nah, don't worry about it. And the doctor's like, are you sure you want to like go over your options? And I love that Jenny Slate, her character is not always the most assertive, right. but in this moment, she's very much like, no, I'm like, I've thought about it. Yeah. Like, I know what I want. And I love that she just like yeah. knows. And the doctor's like, okay. And that's it. And there's nothing more. Yeah, because yeah, I couldn't like, remember how that played out from the first time I watched it. So I was kind of waiting. And, you know, it's... Because I think that's, like, the other thing that happens, too, where women are lectured about what their choices are. Yeah. And here there was no lecturing, no teaching. It was just like, well, you do have other options that you can consider. Yeah. And that was the option to consider them. Yeah. And she already knew, you know? Yeah. So I kind of like that, too, because it really does give... It was just like, this is like a woman-led movie, too. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, because it's like... That's a... You can really tell. Yeah, it's just like, so different. It's yeah. just so different when you're just hearing about the perspective of what the woman is going through, because you obviously we can identify with it so much better. Oh, for sure. And But it's also so sad that that's so rare. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? You know? It's just... It's and like, I feel yeah. like even though... Like, it's from the perspective of the woman, it's still more emotionally intelligent about the man involved than than movies that are oh, yeah, by men sure. about women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like, more intelligent about everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, fully. Yeah, because he like, wasn't, like, a perfect guy. He had some, no. like, jealous moments or whatever. But he, and, but they were all just very human. And, yeah. you know, and it, what was cool, too, with Jenny Slate's character was she, because he was apologizing for freaking out when she announced that she was pregnant to him. 
on stage during a comedy set. <laughs> Which, like, to his credit, like, I don't know who would be like, oh, cool, this is a really chill way yeah, to find out. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was a pretty wild move. That, yeah. yeah. But he still did apologize to her for running out of the room and not staying. And it was, like, cute that he showed up perfect timing to go with her to the clinic. Oh, yeah. But and, Movie magic. Yeah, all of that, it was, like, it really is a fun, cute rom-com. Where it's just like, yeah. man, I wish there were more of these that I could just watch immediately. Exactly. Yeah, that just... Like, we have we haven't done it on our podcast because it's actually a good yeah. rom-com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Our podcast. Our podcast. <laughs> Domain always hears it when I say a word weird, and then she repeats it <laughs> every single time. She's like, did you just say that? And I'm like, stop! Stop! <laughs> Uh, we talk about bad romantic <laughs> movies. Um, sometimes I get very angry. Bronwyn never really gets angry. Even when you do get angry, yeah. it's like not the same <laughs> register. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get very mad. Like, <laughs> as if the people are real, and then I tell them how to fix their lives. Well, Which is what you great. need. You need the yin and yang. <laughs> it's great. Um, so how did you guys decide to start the podcast? So Jordan Jordan started it, right? Yeah, I started it. I I, then, I had it with another host and it didn't really work out, so I deleted all the episodes and then rebooted. Yeah. With Bronwyn and I but I don't remember how we ended up doing it together. You you just like asked me, you're like, Do you wanna do this podcast with me? And I was like, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd done I'd like bet on your other podcast, Shady Lady. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And so we'd done that and then like we knew each other from shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we began on our own um, journey, our own yes. movie, yeah. our romantic comedy of yes. making podcasts. Yes. And so you it's... primarily choose kind of silly very bad one, yes. like like um, some I've never bad enough that we can before. really just yeah. be like, is there anything to salvage here? Yeah, that's yeah. a lot I of love, the conversation. I love how you list out the main points of the movie. <laughs> well, because I was so excited for when you did um, Autumn. What is what's that movie called? Autumn, Autumn in New, New York. York. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which. Listeners, if you have... <laughs> oh my god, that mess. Just never watch it. It's, it's a tr- so It's just a angry. massacre of women. It's horrible. It is, it's truly a nightmare. So... And it could have been, not in any capacity that it was, but like a movie called Autumn in New York should be cute and fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Not like about death and like fetishizing the sadness of women and yes. their pain and like... Yeah. And mothers and daughters. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. dead women uh. and... Yeah, and like, oh, wink, wink, this guy had sex with a woman and her daughter. Yeah. Like, fun, fun stuff. That's they great. all died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he end up with someone else? No, he her? ends up he, he ends up finding, meeting his daughter, who is played by Vera Formica. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he like abandoned so her or something, and, and she, she like forgives she, him. Of course, she forgives him and like introduces him to her child, and like they're like, like he in still a gets to, like be a grandpa. Like yeah, I want to be a grandpa. Well, doesn't he also <laughs> like, have like a wink wink relationship with the grandmother of? Yeah, it's they have a of... weird tension, and I was waiting for it yeah. to like, fully like yeah like. It's just that, weird that he's just like fucking everybody, and that it's like it's like it's like patriarchy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, just it's yeah, like, he's just the ultimate awful. patriarch. <laughs> awful movie. So I was so excited to, when you guys did it, but it's also great because you always do like the main points that are so silly. Like it's, yeah, you're like you'll like this movie if you can tolerate, and like, then it's like a list of awful. Plot yeah, you're points. very good at that. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway, so check it out. Um, but yeah, we're on all the platforms we're on. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all the places. Um, yeah, which is actually more opportunities than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're all still figuring out how to produce and create content. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens. Um, well, do we have any final thoughts about Obvious Child? Any other things? 
I mean, I just, I want to see more movies like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I want to see more romantic comedies about abortion or just comedies with abortion that, like, handle it in such a way that's, like, it it's intelligent and sensitive, but it's funny and casual yeah, and real. Like, like, that's, like, to me also because over the last, like, 30 years, we really, almost 40 years now. Yeah. We've really lost a lot of, like, the cultural debate on the, you know, right of women to have, you know, control over their bodies because the other side's messaging has been so manipulative and emotionally, like, triggering for people. Like, I mean, yeah, photoshopped fake fetuses totally he's ripped apart i mean every, every like getting people who found out their mom almost aborted them to give speeches you uh, know yeah. shit like that Ugh. yeah yeah and, and it's like they've had such success with you know telling these emotionally manipulative stories and i'm not saying that we should be emotionally manipulative <laughs> on the other side right but even just Telling it, like even talking about it more plainly, even seeing it expressed more in our popular culture. Yeah. I mean, we've got how, I mean, what is it? We've got all of Hollywood except for like Tim Allen as progressive liberals, apparently. Why aren't we seeing more of these stories, you know? Exactly. Like, and it, it, it is more powerful because it's not manipulative. Yeah. Right. It's You're just, just like, oh, I can enter this. Yeah. I mean, and the thing about Obvious Child is, I don't think it was trying to get anyone onto any side. It was just a story of a woman. Exactly. You know, and having to deal with a situation that she found herself in. And that was, like, something that, like, Gillian said, like, around the time it came out, is she was like, "This, this is a political movie because this story is innately politicized. Yeah. But we're not the ones who have been politicizing it right. forever. We're the ones who've just been trying to live our lives. So yes. this is a story yeah. about a woman living her life. <laughs> oh, well, and that brings up a good point, too, because they're, one of the best scenes in the movie, I think, is when um, Jenny Slate's character finally confides in her mom, and we see them have this, like, really tender moment. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And her Ooh. mom, well, her mom has this great line, because Jenny's crying, and she's like, or Donna is crying, and right. she's like... I have, I, I'm pregnant or whatever. And her mom just breathes a sigh of relief and laughs and goes, oh, thank God. I thought, or she goes, I'm pregnant. I have to have abortion. And her mom goes, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to move to LA. (laughs) (laughs) Like so funny for like so many reasons. Yeah. It's just such a great response. And her mom was like totally at ease and then ended up sharing her own abortion story, yeah. which happened in the 60s before it was legal. Right. And it was, I mean, she was a teenager, and it. she described, you know, lying on a kitchen table. Yeah, driving to another state. Like, yeah. her mom drove her to another state. Yeah, there's, like, 12 women in, like, an apartment. Yeah, and, and I just thought it was, like, you know, obviously that was illustrative of the reason why abortion is legal now. Yeah. But it also just makes me think, too, like, you know, all the success that the anti-choicers have had over the past several decades. I mean, I, like, I do think as much as I appreciate this movie and connect with it, it is a story of privilege as well because... Yeah. There are women in this country who do not have access to safe and affordable abortion care. Totally. You know, and that it's... In a lot of places, you yeah, know? And like they would still have to drive to another state and like to an apartment or to a right, clinic, yeah. exactly. Or yeah. try their or do it themselves. Take, yeah, the women who or try to buy illegal drugs online to make it happen for them that are unsafe for them, and yeah, have all these horrible repercussions on the fetus if it survives. So I mean, it is just like. And that's the thing, right? Like, a movie can't tell every angle of every story or yeah. every possibility. Yeah. And so that's why it's like, we need more movies like this. Exactly. We need to see the other angles, too. And, like, yeah, we what, really... a cool movie about a woman in Texas trying to get an abortion and struggling through it, that would be captivating, you know? Yeah. To figure out how she navigates that and, like, how it works out or doesn't work out or, like, you know, what happens. Absolutely. Yeah, because we can't, we need, there's so many stories, I mean, that's the whole point, like, that we've been talking about, there's so many stories about women, um, 
having kids, you know, or choosing to have kids or getting pregnant and then deciding, I guess I'll keep it, you know, and there's stories about women having abortions where it's like this traumatic thing or Or where they regret it and it's horrible and it's a secret and it's this thing. But there's not the stories of women who are like, okay, yeah, this is a decision I'm making. I want to get on with my life. Yeah. Like, that. that's just so rare to see. And But th- that reality is so high. A movie about the story of Roe v. Wade yeah. would be captivating and yeah. interesting. Like, not a documentary, like, no. but an actual tale of it. Because it's a wild story. Yeah. And even how it's all worked out with... Um, the woman who was at the center of the, of the case becoming staunchly anti-choice, right. mainly because of the bad treatment she received from the progressives and the feminists, you know? Because right. Because she was just sort of, you know, I mean, it's a human story across it's, the board. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and, and that goes back to what you were saying with are... Citizen Ruth. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we can't treat women like pawns. Right, exactly. No matter what Oh my god, y'all do need to immediately yes. watch Citizen Ruth because I, it's... Because it's so, 1996. Okay. I've, I've seen it once, but it was a, a long time ago. It's so, so stressful, yeah. and then you get to the end, and then it's just like, uh, yes. Yeah. I was researching political movies that did not star men. <laughs> That's oh, why I was yeah. watching it. <laughs> How many did you come up with? Not a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I came up with, like, I think five. Which is deeply ironic given how our bodies are politicized, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, are, do you, either of you watch House of Cards? Actually, I don't. No. Well, so the new season just came out, and because Kevin Spacey was oh, the right. former lead, he's been killed off. And they had kind of set it up this way anyway. Uh, I don't think he would have been killed, but his wife, the character... Um, I've heard her character is really awesome. Oh, she's so evil. And yeah. Badass. It's like, it's not like an evil that you like emulate, but it's just fun to watch a woman be so yeah and bad. But so she actually, she's, it's Robin Wright, Robin Wright, who is the character or the actress. Yeah. And she, um, had had three abortions. And so they were these, um, childless parent or childless politicians which is also rare. Right. Um, and uh, it came it came out, like, she did tell her abortion story, whatever. Point being... Yeah. It, she was sort of, like, a poster child-ish character for women who choose not to have children. Yeah. And this season, she's pregnant. No! It's kind of hokey. I mean, it's it's the writing on the show is very good, and so it's a captivating of course. drama, and it's the last season. You still want so to see it through. Right. But, like, she's also kind of forming her own, like, matriarchy, and trying to take everyone down, like, all the So she needs her spawn for that? Well, yeah, it's... <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, I mean, she does. It, she's like, is this a devil spawn at one point? Like... Because she doesn't want to be a mother. It's clearly manipulative. Yeah. Like, and things for it. And I'm just like... You're like, eh. come on. Can we just let this be for she once? Goes, every time she makes, like, a grand, like, political, like, move, she rubs her belly and talks about Ugh. this child growing inside of me. Because she's, like, trying... And I get it. Like, that's, like, authoritative. We don't have enough characters of evil like we need like powerful powerful, pregnant women you know powerful moms for sure yeah but it is it's just kind of like but it is frustrating when (laughs) one of the aspects of this character was that she was like like a career woman who didn't have kids yeah and was like outspoken about her abortion you know and all this stuff so but anyway I was just watching that today, so we'll see how it ends, but it's a little bit, like... That's disappointing. Yeah, I mean... Everything I heard about her character... Also, she's supposed to be older, right? So her getting pregnant... Yeah, she's, like, 50 Yeah, so her getting pregnant is, is like, also kind of a medical... That's like Brigitte Nielsen had a kid this year, I think. Yeah, Yeah. 54. Brigitte Nielsen. Wow. Yeah. Though she, I guess also if you have money, it's a little different. It's like a model <laughs> actress. Like, <laughs> she also was flavor one yeah. of Flavor Flav's love interests yeah. in the 2000s. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be that. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, it, I'll just leave that there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll not step in any of that. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. So it's just kind of a bizarre. I mean, it's all just hokey. It's like. Yeah. 
I mean, the the good part about the show, though, is there are a lot of roles for women to play different types of characters, and because they, because, like, she's taking on all the men and kind of, like, taking away their power, all of these other female characters are get, replacing so They them. get, like, more space on screen. Yeah, and they're, like, some are good, some are evil, so that kind of aspect is interesting. Yeah. Because, um, Diane Lane is a new character on, and she's kind of going head-to-head with Claire. That's nice. So, I, I mean, there Diane are Lane. okay parts. Yeah, yeah. But it is a little bit like, oh, You're like, of course. <laughs> she's bringing life into the world while she's also considering nuclear war. But, yeah, yeah. Like, we're... <laughs> I mean, that's literally what one of the storylines is that she's talking about all the time. Like, this child grows inside of me as I... As I dropping the bomb, killing <laughs> other people's kids. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Awful. It's that show awful. is I mean, so much. It That's is. So it's intense. like such a. I wonder if drama. Kyle would watch it with me. He's a very like West Wing dude, so I wonder if House of Cards would just like really upset him. Um, <laughs> AJ loves West Wing. Andy loves House of Cards. Oh, okay. Because I'll know, come over and AJ will be like cooking and he'll be watching West Wing and I'm like, you've seen this episode a bunch and he's like, yeah, I'm not even looking at it. It's just comforting. I love political dramas. <laughs> And this is like West Wing evil, evil West but Wing, but it's good. Okay, it's yeah. fun. It is fun. Yeah. Um. So I recommend it up until I mean this season. You'll if you get to this season, you will still watch it. It's okay. like season seven, <laughs> six, six. Okay. Yeah, this is the final one. Yeah. Um, there, it seems like everyone's gonna die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which uh, probably she drops the bomb and that's. The oh end my of the god. Show. That'd be great. Uh, uh, they, all right. They're going to go all there. Right. <laughs> um, well, we should probably wrap this chat up because I don't want to keep you in Sunset Park all night long. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thank um, you for having us. But why don't you let people know where they can find more of your work? We'll obviously link your um, website for the podcast. But oh, yeah. um, if you want to plug any personal projects or let anyone know where they can find you. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I just got one again. Um, it's a Braun dot computer <laughs> um oh, yeah you just got it back yeah i just got it back like Godwin is excellent on the internet so <laughs> please find me and i'll post like any articles i want you to read or about shows i want you to see or any of that stuff cool. And yeah. you can follow me at J-O-U-R-D-A-Y-E-N, and um, I'm terrible. No, you're not. <laughs> you're amazing on Twitter. Yeah, I'm the worst. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I love following Jordan's, like, famous on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's got a nice picture of me when I was a child as proof that I've always worn glasses. It's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Super cute. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Not The Mama Media at, on Instagram, and you can email us, um, at NotTheMamaPod at gmail.com or find us on our website contact page, which is NotTheMamaPod.com. Uh, thank you for listening. I know everyone was excited for us to do another media episode, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Definitely, definitely watch, um, Obvious Child as soon as possible, and I'm going to check out Citizen Ruth ASAP. So, we'll talk soon.